Hello everyone, welcome to In The Spotlight with Roger, your seminarian. I'm a seminarian for the Archdiocese of Miami. Today I want to talk about addictions and its effects on um, the masculine identity, or male identity, if you rather to use that one. And I mean, I'm not qualified. I was a bit, um, you know, afraid of this topic because I know that I'm not qualified enough to talk about such topic. But based on my years of um, experience in terms of seminary formation and uh, that of my own struggles, I am able somewhat to talk about it, to be open to it. Uh, yesterday we had the discussion with Mr. Richard Hines, who is a novice for the Mercy communities in Kingston, Jamaica. And after he, you know, shared his own testimony, his vocation, uh, another young man uh, sent me a text message and he was asking me, um, how do I answer the call if I have an addiction? And uh, I said, uh, this is a very, I mean, this is a very personal and a very, you know, very personal um, um, text or question. But... I know of um, not several, but a few young men who want to join the seminary, but they're afraid of joining because they suffer with whether it be uh, pornographic material, uh, masturbation, alcohol, uh, you know, suffering from drinking too much and smoking or cursing or whatever the addiction is. We all have an addiction, whether to self whether to uh, sources from the outside, we all have an addiction. But Christ comes into that. And my message is always Christ. My message is always focus on this God who comes into our place, who comes into our, our being and takes over when we allow him to take over. And so I think it's right and just, as we will say in the Mass, the priest will say in the Mass, in the, in, in the prayers of the Mass, it is right and just, it is truly right and just that we should talk about such topic. As I said before, I am not a psychologist, nor am I a guidance counsellor, um, but I do believe that, you know, being in the seminary and talking about these stuff, we are able to... to uh, to, to have a frank discussion on addictions. Now, at the St. Vincent de Paul Regional Seminary in Boston Beach, in which I'm a student, I, we seminarians every year, every, every, every year, um, around this time, uh, we normally prepare ourselves for a, a, a week-long of um, workshops, and talks, discussions, um, presentations about um, um, addictions. And the thing with the seminary formation is in Vincent de Paul, it is tremendous. And I'm not just saying that because I'm being recorded or because I'm a student of St. Vincent de Paul, but I believe that the American, or let me not say the American, but let me say the the formation that we receive in Florida, in this great state of Florida, is indeed tremendous. 
it is indeed tremendous. And I wish we as seminarians would be somewhat more grateful in terms of the formation we receive at St. Vincent and at the Minor Seminary in John Vianney in Miami. But the the question, uh, I want to kind of move the question beyond the uh, idea of vocation to the priesthood and the religious life. But let us look at vocations to the married life and to that of the single life. Any addiction, any addiction or any type of addiction that prevents us from being our true selves, from being in love with Christ and giving of ourselves freely is not of God. I repeat, any type of addiction that prevents us from being our true selves or being in love with Christ and that of the church is not of Christ. And God, when God sees us suffering with an addiction that prevents us from loving him and ourselves, I would wonder that it must have um, hurt his very heart and his very person. I remember going to uh, First Communion class at the Holy Trinity Cathedral in Kingston um, one of the classes um, was, uh, one of the catechists rather, she was a nun, a religious sister uh, from the, the Missionaries of Charity, which is, the foundress is Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And I remember the sister's name, her name is Sister Mary. Sister Mary, uh, she was my catechist for First Communion. And I remember she gave us this uh, scenario where she said, uh, look at Jesus on the cross. There was a crucifix at the back of the, 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 the classroom. And she said, look at the crucifix. And we all turned around and looked at the crucifix. And she said, look at the crucifix. And you'll see the hands and feet of Jesus pierced with nails. She said, every time we sin." Every time when we went off the road of life, of truth, and love, and mercy, and charity, we continue to kneel Christ. We continue to kneel Christ Jesus. We continue to kneel him fully over and over again by our sins. And it is that image, it is that image of Christ being kneeled it is that image of Christ nailed upon the cross that have stood out to me from that very, um, from that very class that we had uh, some few years ago, which is, I think, a long time ago. I did my first communion when I was eight or nine years old. And I'm now going to be 27 in a couple of weeks. And... Uh, 
I want us to see our addictions in such manner. Every time we allow our addictions to win, we crucify Christ. We allow him to be crucified again and again and again because of our sins. When our addictions take over us, when we are moved by lust, when we are moved by uh, our masturbation or the need to masturbate, when we need, when we are moved by our own selfishness for technology over, or the constant, um, we're always in front or using our phones, our computers, or watching TV, Netflix, when we gossip a lot, whatever is our addiction, we nail Christ to the cross again and again. The reason why we kneel Christ to the cross again because we are saying to him that he is not enough. That he cannot take away our sins. Because Christ is offering himself to us He's given of himself freely to us for us to accept him for who he is and the person that he wants to be in our lives. But every time when we allow ourselves to fall, to fail, to say, this is who I am, I cannot change, upset me for who I am, nothing can change me, we are saying to Christ, that he is not enough. When a young man decides that he wants to become a priest, he's saying of the church and of himself that Christ is enough for me and I am willing to give of myself my entire persona for Christ. However, when that young man enters the seminary and continues to lean on his own understanding, on his own addiction or addictions, he is saying to the formation team, he's saying to his seminarian brothers, he's saying to Christ in the Eucharist that you are not enough. He's saying this by his very troublesome behavior or addictions because he has failed to seek help and to let go. To let go of the addictions. And one of the many reasons we have a lot of uh, uh you know, priests who have been unfaithful to their vocation, unfaithful to the formation, unfaithful to the vows, unfaithful to the bishops. It's because of addictions. Addictions that weren't given to Christ. Instead, we have stored these addictions place them in the back of the room 
and say, I can do it by myself. And the truth is, none of us, none of us can manage our own addictions by ourselves. Christ comes to us. He comes to us not because he's lonely or bored. No, he comes to us because he loves us. And so whenever we enter the seminary, marriage, we must first give of ourselves. In the in the in the in the idea in the in the uh, the vocation of marriage, we look at a woman who, for example, may be addicted to money, and all she see in the husband or the fiance is money. We look at the husband, and all he sees within his wife is sex. All he sees is somebody who, I, who can have my baby or I can just have sex with. Because true love, true love says that I am willing to let go, to grow. And so many times we have divorces and problems in our marriage or in marriages it is not because Christ is not present or it is not because Christ didn't intend for them to be married. Rather, it is because they have put a block or a blockage within their own relationship with the other person, with self, and with Christ. And because Christ is not the center of that marriage, which is divine true love, then that divine true love cannot be transferred or passed on to the other person. And so it is important that we name our demons. We have to name our demons. What are our demons? What are the demons in our lives that prevents us from coming out of ourselves, from being the best version of who we are or meant to be? When Christ gave us this free will, it was out of divine love. It was out of true love that Christ gave us this freedom, so that we can be our true self. Be perfect, be holy, as I am holy. That's what Christ desires for all of us, to be perfect, to be holy, to be like him in all things but sin. And there's a scripture verse that I like where uh, I think it's in the Corinthians uh, where it said that we don't have a God that is 
is, you know, above or aloof to our human weaknesses. But we have one who understands our, our weaknesses. He was with us. He came down from heaven. And he became a part of the human family. He knows our weaknesses. He understands our weaknesses. So do not be afraid. We have no need to be afraid to say to God and to those who can help us that I am weak and you are strong. We shouldn't be afraid, especially in this time of Lent, when Christ invites us to let go, to give up ourselves, to repent of our ways, to repent of the ways that are not of him, and to be like him in all things. Maybe you're listening to me in your house, on your sofa, in your car, going to the mall, wherever, wherever you are, or wherever you are, I pray that you and I will name our demons, will name our, our addictions, and offer them up to God. Seek help. Seek qualified persons. Seek a friend. Have a friend that you can sit with and talk with and say, this is what is happening to me. This is what I'm struggling with. A friend who will sit with you, who will talk with you, and who will journey with you in your storm or in our storms of life. Whenever we say yes to Christ, whether it be in the priesthood, in the religious life, in married life, in the singular life, we are saying, yes, Lord, you are enough. You are all I need. Nothing, no one else, nothing can compare to your greatness, to your love, to your truth, to everything that you want me to be and to become. Christ is present at the door, knocking, 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 and waiting for you and I to open that door, to let him in, let him in into our addictions, our fears, our anxieties. He's knocking at that door. That door that is closed by our selfishness. That is closed by our stubbornness. And he's waiting for us to say, let me in. Come in. Come in. Come in. If we could just repeat those words, Come in three times. Come in. Come in. When we fall, repeat this, these words. Come in. 
When we make a mistake, come in. When we have doubts, come in. I believe the more we invite Christ into our lives, into our situations, into our obsessions, Christ will come in and he, without any doubt, will make all things new. Brothers and sisters, friends, let us face our, our own addictions. Let us face them without any fear of the unknown. Let us face it knowing that Christ is present. This Lenten season, let us not keep crucifying Christ. Let us avoid crucifying him. We crucify him when we keep our addictions, our fears, our sins to ourselves. When we keep it and destroy our own souls. Remember Christ came to save us, not to condemn us. If we would only believe that his only desire is to prevent us from loving him. Jesus wants us to love him. His only desire is for, 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 for us to love him. May Christ the Lord grant us this divine sight. Thank you for joining me. And I hope you are willing to join me in the future. Let me know if you'd like to become a co-host of this reflection talk show discussion uh, podcast. You can always send a message or an email at roger underscore goodwill14 at com. And feel free. We need more uh, persons to come in, to talk, to share, to come up with new uh, topics so that we can uh, discuss um, this topic as it relates to our lives and the lives of our brothers and sisters. Thank you.